Hello and welcome to Disney Travel Tales, a podcast that allows you to immerse yourself in someone's recent Disney trip. I'm Jenny and I'm so happy to be here with you talking about my favorite thing, Disney trips. Join us every Friday as we explore the parks or cruise ships with a new guest and learn inside tips and tricks to hopefully help make your vacation go a little smoother. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you are listening so you never miss a new episode, and I would love it if you left a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This is the easiest way to support the podcast. Another way to support the podcast is to use me as your travel agent at no cost to you. Email me at jenny at trolleylanetravel.com. Let me do all the hard planning while you sit back and count down the days to your vacation. Okay, so let's get going with today's show. Hello and welcome to episode number 84. Today I will be all alone talking about our experience visiting Walt Disney's hometown of Marceline, Missouri. We had the pleasure of visiting Marceline in July while we were on vacation in Missouri And I know this might sound a little crazy, but this truly felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. This episode, I'm going to break up into sections so that all the information doesn't just run together. So I'm going to talk about the history of Marceline and Walt's time there, and then how we actually got there and our experience visiting Walt's hometown museum and then his family farm. And then at the end, I'm going to go over my overall thoughts and, of course, as always, give my most and least magical moments. Okay, so let's get started. A famous quote from Walt Disney is, I hope the youth of today and the future know a childhood as happy as mine was in Marceline. Walt was born on December 5th, 1901 in Chicago, Illinois. It was in 1906 that his parents, Elias and Flora Disney, moved their five kids to a farm in Marceline, Missouri. Walt lived in Marceline from 1906 to 1911, and so that really isn't that long of a time when you look at someone's um, childhood and like growing up. But these are some of his happiest memories as a child. Walt was asked to write a letter about his time in Marceline in 1938. I'm going to read this letter just because I think it gives a really great insight of how Walt really felt about Marceline. I was extremely glad to receive your letter asking me to write some impressions of Marceline as I remember it from childhood days. To tell the truth, more things of importance happened to me in Marceline than have happened since or are likely to in the future. Things, I mean, like experiencing my first country life seeing my first circus parade, attending my first school, seeing my first motion picture. I know you'll agree with me that such childhood first as those are of utmost importance in any human being's life. I went with my family to live in Marceline when I was five years old, and I stayed there until I was nine. I clearly remember the day we arrived there on the train. A Mr. Coleman met us in his wagon, and we rode out to our house in the country just outside the city limits. I believe it was called the Crane Farm. My first impression of it was that it had a beautiful front yard with lots of weeping willow trees. 
The Taylors lived on one side of us, and Doc Sherwood on the other. One of my fondest childhood memories is of Doc Sherwood. He used to encourage me in my drawing and give me little presents for my efforts. One time, I think he must have held a horse of his nearby all day so that I could draw it. Needless to say, the drawing wasn't so hot, but Doc made me think it was tops. My brother Roy reminds me of another flyer I took in the line of art at that time. I painted one side of our house with black pitch. The outcome must have been slightly frightening to say the least, and I wasn't thanked for my efforts by the family. I can remember the big red brick schoolhouse as if it were yesterday. Maybe if I saw it today, it wouldn't look so immense, but it did to my young eyes. My first teacher's name was Miss Brown. And what fun we kids used to have after school days on winter days, going down the hillsides lickety-split on a sled. Everything connected with Marceline was a thrill to us, coming, as we did, from a city the size of Chicago. The cows, pigs, and chickens gave me a big thrill, and perhaps that's the reason we use so many barnyard animals in the Mickey Mouse and Silly Symphony pictures today. Who knows? You know what the psychologists say about the importance of childhood impressions. A special event in connection with my life in Marceline was the day I got to go down in the old number two coal mine, which was just a short distance from our place. Before we left Marceline, we moved from the farm into town for a while where we lived between the Wheelers and the Mormons. Mr. Mormon was the high school principal and Mrs. Mormon, I must confess, was my first dream girl. Of course, I was all of eight or nine at the time, but I can remember what pretty red hair she had. Other random remembrances include the fact that one of the prides of my life was my uncle Mike Martin, who was an engineer on a train running from Marceline to Fort Madison, Iowa. After all, if you can't be an engineer yourself, the next best thing is to have a relative who is one. I'm glad I'm a small town boy, and I'm glad Marceline was my town. Thanks a lot for letting me write my impressions and say hello to all the folks. In addition, here is wishing you all congratulations and success in connection with your golden jubilee. So that's the end of the article slash letter that Walt wrote when he was asked in 1938. So Walt went back and visited Marceline a few times before his passing. He has famously said that Main Street USA was inspired by Main Street and Marceline. His most famous return was in 1956 with Roy by his side for the dedication of the Walt Disney Municipal Park and Swimming Pool. They said while we were in town that this was actually the first city pool um, in the United States. In 1956, he also began buying the Disney farmland under his private company name. With this land, he wanted to build a living history project called the Marceline Project. This obviously never happened, and I think it had to do with Walt's passing. In 1960, he returned to Marceline for the dedication of the Walt Disney Elementary School. And in 1966, he donated a small version of Autopia to Marceline, but he was not able to visit for that dedication because of his health, and unfortunately, he shortly passed away after that. As a huge Walt Disney fan, it felt so important to me to visit the place he loved and was inspired by. When was the last time you visited a Disney park? 
For many adults, it's been a really long time. I would love to help you fix that situation. As a travel agent specializing in Disney, my job is to make sure your vacation can go as seamless as possible. All of my services are complimentary to my clients. Yes, you heard that right. I'm free to you. These services include helping you from the start finding the perfect resort to fit your needs, handling all the bookings and reservations, helping to teach you about the parks, because if it's been a while, man, have they changed. I have insider tips and tricks I share with all of my clients, and I will be your single point of contact throughout your entire trip, even while you are there. Don't wait another year to visit a Disney park or go on a Disney cruise. Let this be the year you finally go. Email me at jenny at trolleylanetravel.com to get the conversation started or see the link in the show notes to fill out my quote form. All listeners that book a trip with me will receive a $20 gift card to use on their trip. Just make sure you say you heard this on the podcast. Okay, now back to the show. Okay, so how did we get to Marceline? Marceline is in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. It's a three-hour drive from St. Louis and then a two-hour drive from Kansas City. So our plan on this vacation was to drive from St. Louis to Kansas City. So of course, being the huge Disney fan I am, I immediately pulled up a map to see if there was a way for us to visit Marceline. And to my luck and surprise, there was. So it's a bit farther north, but it is between St. Louis and Kansas City. So it was a small detour, but it was definitely worth it because I'm honestly not sure when we would ever go back to this area. So this was kind of like my one chance to visit. If you solely want to visit, I would recommend flying into Kansas City and then driving from there because it is closer and kind of a better drive. For us, we drove a very long three hours from St. Louis. Now, I'm from Central Texas. I'm used to road trips, but this was something else. There was literally nothing driving out there, so the drive felt unusually long. Um, I would also like to mention that if you are planning on visiting, please check the times that the museum is open. We failed to do this, and we're cutting it pretty close to the 4 p.m. closing time that day. But we did make it and had plenty of time. As we pulled into town, my very first impression is that it just looks like small town USA. Now, this is a very small town. I looked it up and it says there's just a little over 2,000 people that live there. We just followed our maps on our um, iPhones and it just took us right to Walt's hometown museum. And we didn't even realize it at the time, but we drove right by his family farm. It's kind of depending on, we were on the north. We were coming in from the north side, and so if you're coming into town from the north side, you're going to drive right by it. When we got to the museum, there were only two other cars there, and it was right next to a rail track, so right away I realized that it was an old train station. And this was actually the station that Walt and his family came to when they arrived in Marceline. So we took some pictures outside, and then we went in. There was an older couple working and they were some of the nicest people, just so kind, so happy and excited to be working at Walt's museum, hometown museum. And they were just full of so much great information. So the cost to get in is $10 an adult, $5 for children, six to 12 and six and under are free. So under six are free. Sorry. From their website, which I will link in the show notes, it says... 
The Walt Disney Hometown Museum was established in 2001 to help celebrate the 100th birthday of Marceline's favorite son, Walter Elias Disney. The original museum was built on the personal collection of Ruth Disney Beecher, Walt's sister. Ruth maintained a close relationship with her brothers, Walt and Roy, and knew the admiration they all shared toward their hometown. The Walt Disney Hometown Museum contains 10,000 square feet and over 4,000 artifacts that cannot be seen anywhere else in the world. Our Disney collection includes personal family artifacts donated by the Disney family, personal letters written between Disney family members from the 1900s through the 1960s, gifts from Walt Disney himself to the city of Marceline, including the remnants of the original Autopia, photographs of Walt and Roy during their visit to Marceline, original artwork by graffiti artist Arcee, including his portrait of Walt. This, I have to say, was absolutely gorgeous. Information on the Marceline Project, Walt's plan to build a live history park in Marceline, reproduction of Park School, Walt Disney's Elementary School, collector's gallery featuring items donated and loaned by Disney collectors all around the world, memorabilia of the Great Locomotive Chase from 1956, and The Spirit of Mickey, 1998, two films that premiered in Marceline. As you walk through the museum, you not only learn about Walt and his life here, but also about the town itself. There is a really great story about a young husband and wife who had the pleasure of hosting Walt and Roy and their wives when they came to Marceline. She's actually still alive, and the people working that day said she works in the museum and had just been there right before we got there. I just would have loved to meet her. So the story goes, when everyone found out Walt and Roy and their wives were coming to Marceline, there were no hotels for them to stay in because, again, this is a very, very small town. So this family had just built a new house, so they kind of had the newest house in town. But she said because they spent all their money building the new house, their furniture was terrible. So everyone came to them, and also they had air conditioning in their house, which a lot of houses didn't have. So everyone came to them and was like, oh, you have to host the Disneys. And she said, absolutely not. There's no way I'm hosting them in our house. Our furniture is terrible. So they ended up taking furniture from other people's houses in town. So everyone in town took the best furniture they had and put it in their home so that when the Disneys came, they would have nice furniture and a nice, comfortable home. And so they ended up staying there. And then every time Walt and Roy came back to Marceline, they stayed with this family as well. It was just such a great story. There was a little movie and hearing her talk about it, you could just hear in her voice. She talked about how great Walt was, just how nice and down to earth they were. It was just a great, interesting story that I didn't even know until we had visited the museum. There's also just so much memorabilia to look at from old Disney park merchandise. There was a school desk that was Walt's and a bench that Walt sat on. Um, My favorite part of the museum were the letters displayed that he wrote to his sister, Ruth. One thing that I've always loved about Walt is the relationship he had with his family, just how close he was to his parents and his siblings. And just reading these personal letters, you can see just how important and like how genuine Walt's relationship was was with his family. It was just really special and kind of getting that special insight into their life. I just really enjoyed it. 
Blastoff with Space Vacation the Musical as the Bloom family from the bright yellow planet takes a wild, weird, and wonderful intergalactic summer vacation. With original songs and stellar comedy, their trip goes delightfully haywire. Fun and adventure for all ages. Space Vacation the Musical on all podcast platforms now. Subscribe today. Um, the museum is two stories and it's just really beautiful, really well taken care of. There's art on the walls. There's a great uh, portrait of the dreaming tree along the staircase. That's really nice. Um, there's also lots of autographed merchandise that's displayed. There's like original tickets to Disneyland uh, we just had a great time walking around. There's also a little area for kids where you can draw Mickey and kind of, you know, use your own imagination to draw your own characters. As you're walking through, there's just plaques with stories about Walt and his time there and his time growing up there. And it really immerses you in the experience. There was also on the very top floor um, in the back room, someone in town had actually made a replica of Disneyland and the different lands in Disneyland. And it was really cool. It's just like little, um, like a, like little statues and stuff. And they were really neat. They were, it was fun to look at and just to see how much time this person took into building that to donate it to the museum was really special. We ended up spending about an hour here just walking around, reading everything, kind of taking it all in, taking lots of pictures. I have tons and tons of pictures that I took. Um, there's also a really great gift shop. I bought a couple of pins because I do like to collect pins of the places that I've been. And so I bought a Walt's hometown museum pin and then a Disney farm pin as well. I also bought a bracelet that's from the brand Lillian and Company, named after his wife, and it has a quote of his on it, and it's really beautiful. So when you get to the museum, they will also give you a map of the town, highlighting all the places to stop while you're visiting Marceline. Again, this is a very small town, so it is not hard to find anything. So we decided to take some more pictures outside. It was really nice. It's really well taken care of. And then we drove down to Main Street just to kind of you know, see what Walt's inspiration was. I mean, this was, this Main Street is what inspired Walt to build Main Street at Disneyland, which is now Main Street at all the Disney parks across the world. And so we just drove down, kind of checked it out, the like nice windows and stuff. Um, you can tell this town loves Walt. There's lots of, um, you know, Walt Disney, lots of things named after Walt Disney while you were there. Then we drove around to the park where the uh, old swimming pool used to be. And then we saw where the Autopia was, the original Autopia. It was just really nice. And then as we were leaving, we stopped by Walt's family farm. So it's privately owned at this time. You cannot go into the actual house, but you can go on the property to the back where the Disney family barn was. Um, so here is what it says from the website about this area. First is a quote from Walt Disney. I love the nostalgic myself. I hope we never lose some of the things of the past. Walt Disney had a deep love and admiration for his hometown of Marceline, and Marceline had a mutual feeling for Walt. For all the times Walt reflected on Marceline for his own work, Marceline reflected on Walt. 
The city and people of Marceline are proud that Walt Disney called Marceline his hometown, and to show their gratitude, many important locations bear Walt's name. Several locations in Marceline have a story and a preserved history because of their Disney connection. Marceline will forever know Walt as its favorite son and will never forget that the legendary Walt Disney began his journey in this small American town. Disney Family Farm. The Disney family moved to this farm in Marceline in 1906. It was on this very land that a young Walt Disney would say he found the magic of his life. Too young to be responsible for any major farm work, Walt and his younger sister Ruth found a deep connection to the magic of this farmland. On this farm, Walt held his first live show, developed his love for nature, and had a special place under his dreaming tree. The dreaming tree was a large cottonwood on the farm. Walt would often sit under the tree and draw or imagine stories. Years after he moved to California, he used the model of his family's barn to create his own barn in his backyard. Using these same blueprints, the Disney barn was restored once again in an old-fashioned barn raising to celebrate Walt's 100th birthday. Although the land is privately owned, guests are welcome to visit the barn 365 days a year from sunrise to sunset at no cost. However, the farmhouse is a private residence, so we do ask that all guests be respectful. And don't forget your pen so you can leave your signature or note to Walt in the barn alongside other fans and dreamers. So when you drive over here, like I said, it's on the north side of town. There's a little parking area where you can just park and walk along the trail back to the barn. While you are walking along the trail, there's little signs that kind of talk about Walt's life and Marceline. And they have some really funny stories about things he did as a kid. He was quite the jokester, I have to say. His famous dreaming tree is no longer there. It was struck by lightning. So they have what is called the son of the dreaming tree, which his grandson, Bradford Disney Lund, planted in September of 2004. Soil from Magic Kingdom and water from the rivers of America were mixed with the soil from the farm during the planting ceremony. And so they have this tree that you can see that's supposed to be that was in the spot of the original dreaming tree. So we walked along the path and then back to the barn, which it's a pretty short walk and it was really nice, kind of shaded. Once you're in the barn, you can sign the inside with a message to Walt. And I have to say, just walking in, it was so neat seeing all the things people wrote to Walt and Roy. And we were just excited to be there and get to add our messages. There was another family that was in there writing their messages, uh, their message to Walt. And I don't know, there was just something in the air, just something really magical about it. It's just amazing to see how many lives have been touched by Walt and Roy. And when you're in this barn, there's literally barely a spot to write a message. And there's just messages from years and years of people coming and visiting. And it's, you know, thank you, Walt. And my greatest memories have been at your parks. And it's just really inspirational, I have to say. So we wrote our messages and we took some pictures and then we left. So it was a quick trip, but we probably spent about two hours total in town. Um, But it was just absolutely fantastic. Um, So let's get to my least magical moment of this little adventure was the drive from St. Louis to Marceline. Again, I'm not sure why it felt so long, but it was felt like the longest drive I've ever been on for real. My most magical moment was walking into Walt's barn and around the property. 
Like just knowing this, this was the land that Walt walked on as a child with his siblings and his parents. There was just something so special and magical about that. My overall thoughts on Marceline is it's a must visit for any Walt Disney fan. Being where Walt drew his inspiration for all the amazing things that he went on to do in his life, it's just something I will never forget. And if you love Walt, I think you have to go visit. Make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Disney Travel Tales. I have so many pictures I took. We were just there for two, two and a half hours, but I seriously took a thousand pictures and I'm going to be posting a lot of them on Instagram. So if you want to see some of the signs that were on the walkway, I'll be posting those. I even have pictures of some of the letters that I'm going to post. So make sure you head over there, follow us and check out those photos. And I will leave you with one last Walt quote. To tell the truth, more things of importance happened to me and Marceline than have happened since or are likely to in the future. Thank you for listening today. I really appreciate you spending your time over here with us, and I hope this was just what you needed to hear today. I'm always looking for new guests for the podcast, so if you are traveling to any Disney park or cruise, see the show notes for more information about being on the show. Visit the show all around the web at DisneyTravelTales.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Travel Tales. See pictures from the guests on their vacations. Plus, this is just a great way to stay up to date with all things related to the podcast and Disney travel in general. Join me next week with a brand new episode. So until then, this is Jenny and may all your Disney travel dreams become a reality.